Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, November 3rd, and you are tuned in to the weekly edition of Parents of Prodigals. This is a live call-in program. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, and this live program is a live call-in program where we are completely dedicated and focused on the salvation petition, intercession, and supplication of our wayward, backslidden, and unsaved sons and daughters. This ministry was born out of my own burden for my two unsaved children, my son and daughter. And I often would think about the rapture, which can occur any moment now, when Christ will snatch believers off the face of the earth. And in thinking about this event, my burden for my son and my daughter's salvation overtook me to the point where I felt compelled to start a ministry and share with other parents of unsaved children, believing parents who had a mutual burden for the salvation of their children. And so that's how this ministry, this podcast outreach was born every week at this same time. At 7 p.m., we used to go until 8 o'clock, but as the Lord leads, we may go beyond that, depending on what happens. But every Thursday evening for the past several months, we have come on the air, and we will lift up in prayer and supplication and petition with thanksgiving any prayer requests for any unsaved or backslidden son or daughter. We also pray for the parents of prodigals who maybe perhaps are discouraged or feel down or depressed or maybe are losing patience. They want their children to get saved, and they long to see their children, like the prodigal son, on the path and on the road to salvation, accepting Christ as their Lord and Savior and filled with the Holy Spirit. And so we pray for parents as well that God would give them the patience and the encouragement that they need. The salvation of our children may come tomorrow, it may come next week, or it may come a year from now, or several years from now. God has the perfect timing and the perfect method to bring about the salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters. Some prodigal sons and daughters may have been involved in the church, and for whatever reason, discouragement or bitterness or whatever the reason may be, they have wandered away from the faith. And others of us are parents of young people, sons and daughters. They may be teens or adults. They have never accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so we lift them all up in prayer and supplication and that the Lord would bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is a live Again, a live podcast program, and I'm being co-hosted by my brother Jamie Schock, who's here with me again this Thursday evening, like last Thursday. He joined me last Thursday. We were having technical problems prior to this, and, and we're still working on those issues, but my brother Jamie is kind enough, and I'm blessed enough to have him as a co-host I'm going to let him say a few words, and he's also going to talk about the methods where you can call in your prayer requests. Brother Jamie. God bless you. I'm glad to be here again. And uh, this wonderful ministry, uh, which, again, we share a very much common uh, bond in it. And um, as I had stated last week with my daughter and Alexa having given their lives to Christ and come back into the fold. I'm believing and standing on God's word for everybody else here who also has that same desire uh, for their children and unsaved loved ones to come back. Mm. And um, so just briefly, uh, some of the housekeeping, um, your prayer requests can be entered here in the chat screen um, if you desire, and we will see that and pray um, for your Uh, request live on air. We are also able to take prayer requests on the website, uh, www.parentsofprodigals.us, as well as on the Podbean site. Um, You can submit your prayer requests there anytime during the week. 
and we will pray over them alive on the very next episode. We will also respect anybody's desire to be kept uh, private. If you do wish uh, for names not to be mentioned or whatever, we would certainly respect that, and you can uh, state so in your prayer request. In addition, you'll find links on the website and uh, Podbean page to our Facebook group page, where all during the week uh, we have 150, no, 100, how many now? 100 and, 150? 105. 105? 105. 105 members. It's amazing. Um, 105 members praying uh, throughout the week uh, for each other, and uh, we're there to support each other. So you can leave a post there if you would like. Um, if you would like it to be private, you could certainly message anyone, the admins, and let us know. And again, we will pray over those uh, prayer requests on the very next uh, live episode. Yes. Yes. This is also a very special episode in terms of um, last week during our podcast, um, we felt the spirits leading to, in light of everything and how the Lord's been moving, and and we mentioned how God has been answering prayer. Two things have been happening. One, God has been answering prayers. We have Brother Jamie's daughter and her friend who came to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ out of nowhere. <laughs> it happened. God has his own timing and his own way. And then we have uh, um, a young man by the name of Edgar. We've been praying for Edgar every week. He is the adult son of a dear brother and sister from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. And we've been praying for Edgar's salvation and, and the lifestyle he's been living in front of his daughter. But one of the things that we were reaching out to the Lord in prayer was that the Lord would touch Edgar's heart and at least have him come to church to hear the word of God being ministered to him. Well, lo and behold, there were several occasions when I would uh, go to the parents of Edgar and say, is he coming this week? Is he coming this week? And they would turn around and say, well, no, he doesn't want to come. He doesn't want to be here. He has other things to do. He became preoccupied. Well, lo and behold, about two weeks ago, um, uh, my brother and sister from Soul Purpose came up to me and told me that Edgar showed up in church. Came to sole purpose for a Sunday service. He enjoyed himself immensely and said he wanted to come back for additional ministering. So it's a process. Sometimes it's an event. Other times it's a process. God is moving. Even in my own daughter's life, um, I often talk about my daughter. I'm praying for her salvation, and my daughter loves to debate, and she loves to argue, and she is not a believer. But Many times when I would try to discuss the word of God with her, she would uh, look at me and say she really didn't want to get into a discussion about the Bible. She's not interested. Oh, or she would turn around and say, Daddy, please don't start. I'm not interested. Well, lo and behold, like I mentioned again last week, uh, my daughter and I were alone home as my wife went to visit some family members. And my daughter looked at me and said, hey, Dad, what do you want to do to pass the time? And I said, well, I'm not sure. What do you want to do? And she said, let's have Bible study. <laughs> and I thought she was joking, but she was serious. She wanted to have a Bible study. And we had a, uh, a, a short Bible study, very meaningful time reading God's word. And after the Bible study was over, she had several questions, uh, of course. But then she did turn around and ask, listen, let's have another Bible study. You plan it, and I'll attend it. So God has been moving, but, yeah, uh, God, but in terms of God moving, the enemy is also moving as well. This ministry has been attacked technically. Uh, we've had several, numerous occasions, actually, yes. where we've experienced technical difficulties, and Brother Jamie's been instrumental. Uh, in fact, the, the computer that we normally use for this podcast is still down, still being worked on, and my brother Jamie was kind enough to drive all the way from Newburgh and bring his setup, and we are sitting in my kitchen table right now uh, doing this podcast live. So the enemy, the Lord is moving in a mighty way, and the enemy is doing everything he can to interfere with this ministry, and it's due to both these factors that the Lord impressed upon my heart and Brother Jamie's heart and my wife's heart to call for a six-day fast, actually a full week fast, actually, commencing uh, this morning at 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. from this Thursday, November 3rd, to the subsequent Thursday next week. Um, as the Lord leads you, uh, 
Yes. Um, we are going on a fast from Thursday to Thursday, and this fast is dedicated and committed and completely devoted to praying for prodigal sons and daughters and the parents of these prodigal sons and daughters. So uh, if you are the parent of a prodigal son or daughter, we invite you to join. Yeah. Join us on this fast for our sons and daughters. If you're not, if you don't have a prodigal son and daughter, we invite you to join us anyway to unite in prayer. Prayer is not just petition, supplication, and intercession. Prayer is warfare. Yes. As we bind a strong man and enter the enemy's camp for the deliverance and freedom and salvation of our prodigal sons and daughters. We are fasting starting today from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., for the next six days until the subsequent Thursday for our unsaved sons and daughters. That being said, um, I'm going to ask our brother Jamie to lead us in a opening word of prayer before we go into our devotion. Father God, Lord, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for this day, Lord, that you have made, Lord. We thank you for waking us up this morning in our right minds, Father God, Lord. We thank you for opportunity that you've given us, Father, in this country to actually come together, even if it's over the airwaves, come together in prayer mm. and make supplication towards you, Father God, for our unsaved loved ones, Father God. We thank you for the technology that you've given us. Um, the devil will not stand against what you have placed in, in, in process, Father God, Lord. And we thank you for all of the listeners. We thank you for the prayer requests that have come in, Father God, Lord. I pray that this word uh, that's given today and the message that goes out be a blessing to those that are listening now and a blessing to those that will listen later, Father God, Lord, because we know that your word will go forth and accomplish what it is set out to do, Father God, Lord. Lord, we thank you for everything that you've done and continue to do, Father. Come against the hand of the enemy that's coming against this broadcast, Father God, Lord. We bind them in the name of Jesus. Mm. We lose freedom, Father God, Lord. We, we pray for our our um, listeners, Father God, Lord, that have unsaved loved ones, we pray for patience, Father God, Lord. We pray for strength, Father God, Lord. We know it's difficult, Father God. We pray for the, the loved ones that have come back and declared uh, you to be their Lord, Father God, Lord. We thank you for their lives, Lord. We pray for strength and provision for them, uh, Father God, right now, because we know that the devil is angry. We know that he's coming to, to do anything that he can to take as many with him, mm. and he doesn't want to let go of these loved ones. And right now, we just bind the hand of the strong man. We kick him in his teeth. Yes. We put him in his place. Mm. He cannot stand. Nothing can stand against you or your word, Father God, Lord. Do what you have to do to bring the word uh, out to everybody, Lord. Do what you have to do to uh, bring those unsaved loved ones back to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jamie. I want to touch and agree with uh, one of our pastors at Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, Pastor Daisy Feliciano, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Absolutely. Amen, Sister Amen. Pastor Daisy. Thank you so much for that insight. Just for our short devotion, the title of tonight's devotion is What Are We Leaning On? What Are We Leaning On? And our text is found in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Um, we had referred to this passage of scripture, I believe it was last week or the week before that in one of our podcasts, but I'm going to refer to this text again and, uh, provide a different slant and insight into it as well. So reading from Isaiah chapter 26, verse three, it's a very short passage, but a very meaningful one for many of us. You will keep in perfect peace. The one whose mind is stayed on you for he trusts in you. Now, here we have key concepts or mindset. We have the frame of mind of the believer, and we have the concept of trust and peace. Now, when Isaiah describes a mind that stayed on God, he's using a Hebrew word, and that word stayed is the Hebrew word samak, samak. And the meaning of this word is extremely rich. Many times I often say, you know, I'm not knocking the English language, but the languages of the Orient, the Far East, Chinese, uh, Hebrew, Greek, are picture languages. And the meanings of these words are much deeper. If you look up the word 
stayed or support in a regular English dictionary, of course, you're going to get a very superficial meaning. But the, the Hebrew word samak, the meaning of this word, again, is extremely rich. Our minds should be leaning upon and resting against and upheld by God's strength. And when we're trying to understand the full meaning of the original word, it can help to sort of find other passages or places in the Bible where the same Hebrew word is used. Now, there's an incredible story in Isaiah that illustrates that phrase, samak. It describes it perfectly. The backstory is also found in 2 Kings chapter 18, as well as 2 Chronicles chapter 32. And in these accounts, the Assyrian nation, a superpower in its heyday, has swept across the Middle East. It's defeating and swallowing up one nation after another. Now, tiny Judah is under attack by the Assyrians, and Jerusalem is under siege, completely surrounded. And Hezekiah, being a godly king, is calling out to the people to trust God in the face of an apparent unbeatable enemy and overwhelming odds. Now, I want you to think about that in terms of our prodigals. When we think about the vices, the things that our prodigals are involved with, sometimes it may seem that our prodigals are not going to get saved. The enemy may whisper in our ears that the odds are insurmountable, that they're not going to come to Christ, um, that it's no use praying for them. They are too deeply embedded in sin, and the odds are insurmountable. Maybe if they weren't all that bad, they may come to Christ, but not your son and daughter. They're just beyond the reach of the Holy Spirit. So the nation of Judah faced the same unsurmountable and overwhelming odds that you and I may face when we're praying for something that the enemy is telling us is too difficult for God to do. The situation looked completely hopeless. The Assyrian commander, like the enemy of our souls and whispers in our ears, the Assyrian commander, and, I, and when I mention what the Assyrian commander tells Hezekiah, think about this if the enemy has ever whispered this into your ear. The Assyrian commander calls out to Hezekiah, and he yells out in front of the entire nation of Judah for the purpose of discouraging them as well. He yells out, on what are you basing the confidence of yours? You say that you have military strategy and strength, but these are words only, empty words. On what are you depending? And this is found in Isaiah chapter 36, verses 4 through 5. The Assyrian commander continues and goes on to say, and on what do you rest this confidence of yours? Do you think mere words or strategy and effective with power for war, on whom do you rely? And then in verse 6, we see more that's being said. Look now, you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which pierces a man's hand and wounds him if he leans Samach on it. Now, you know, at the time, many people were encouraging Hezekiah, listen, the odds are overwhelming. God's help is great, but we could use a helping hand. Why not make an alliance with the nation of Egypt? And Hezekiah felt that no such alliance was necessary. If they just completely trust in God, he would give them the victory. So that's the key question. On whom do you rely? Now, imagine a person with a staff, they lean on it for support. They use it to defend themselves. What's that staff made of? What kind of material is it made of? Is it weak and untrustworthy, or is it made of solid material that can hold up when you're using it? What if they're depending on the wrong staff? First, the passage says that this staff will splinter. It's not strong enough to be a support or a defense. Second, trusting in it will wound and hurt us. The very thing that you're leaning on, samak, or trusting in to support and defend you, will actually end up disappointing and hurting you. Are our minds stayed, samak, on the things that are too weak to support us? Or are our minds samak, leaning on God and on his word and on his promises? 
If I tend to trust my own strength and resources or abilities to manipulate a situation, or maybe if I forge ungodly alliances, are those alliances and those resources going to hold up? The things that I'm leaning on, Samak, will fail me, and trusting in them is going to end up backfiring on me and disappointing me. No, the only thing that we can't Samak, that we can't lean on completely, that will never fail us is God. If our minds are Samach, leaning completely on the Lord, we will be secure. We need to be meditating on God's word. We need to take him at his word that he will save our prodigal sons and daughters. We need to build our spiritual disciplines into the habits of our daily lives. Prayer, scriptural meditation, worship, and these will strengthen our faith on God. If we dwell on Christ and on his promises, and most of all on his faithfulness, if we fill our mind and heart with these things and with God's word, our faith will be strong, we will hold secure. Now, I know many times, again, like I mentioned before, the enemy will whisper in our hearts and in our minds that our prodigal sons and daughters are maybe involved in difficult situations. You know, some of our prodigal sons and daughters are involved in narcotics. Others are involved in illicit or ungodly lifestyles or alternative lifestyles for that matter. Some of our prodigal sons and daughters are addicted to relationships. They may be with somebody who's unsaved, who is encouraging them not to turn back to the church. Maybe it's a someone of the opposite sex and their relationship holds them in bondage. They could have uh, friends who are telling them to continue to have a good time and to party. There's plenty of time in the future to surrender your life to Christ. It's not really necessary to turn to God at this point in time. And so we can become discouraged. We can maybe begin to weaken in our faith. Uh, you know, you can be a prodigal even in church. There are many Young people who come to church involved in the choir, involved in youth activities, they may be apparently saved, but they have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. No, only if you are completely surrendered and yielded to Christ, if you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, then you are born again. We even have some people who have one foot in the world and one foot in the church, Prodigal sons and daughters who are living dual lives, and we often hear them say, well, I'm a work in progress. Well, I'm sure you are, but who's the one who's working on you, and for what purpose? Only complete submission, dedication, and devotion to the Christian life, surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. The Lord will hear our prayers. If we remain steadfast in prayer, supplication, and petition and intercession, disregarding what the odds may look like, the enemy may be like that Assyrian commander whispering in your ear that your prodigal son and daughter is beyond salvation, too difficult and too hard a nut to crack, but nothing is impossible for the Holy Spirit. Just ask Brother Jamie. He'll tell you himself. Amen. The Lord is capable. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next year, but remain steadfast in prayer, being watchful therein, and your prodigal son and daughter will come to Christ. Pay no attention to the lies of the Assyrian commander whispering in your ear. The Lord will hear your prayers and save your prodigal son and daughter. Amen. Well, that being the case, what we're going to do is we are reaching the halfway mark of our podcast. Brother Jamie, do you have any insights you want to share? I would just say, <clears throat> stand fast on God's word. Mm. Don't question his timing. Yes. Right? Why are we putting limits on God? Mm. <laughs> we are not God. We are only, you know, the copy, the the flawed copy. So uh, if we are, you know, standing on his word and truly trusting and believing in him, then yes. we also have to trust and believe in his timing, that he is in control. Yes. And, and, and whose report are you going to believe, right? And who are you going to listen to? So we... 
We must stay steadfast. We must stay in his word. We must stay on our knees. We must press. We must fight. We must go into prayer and battle and trust that God will deliver them, that God will bring them back into the fold, that God is a God of promise, a God of his word, and he is faithful and just that he will deliver them when the time is right. When the time is right. The appointed time. Exactly. Praise God. Now, I mentioned earlier, this is a live podcast. You know, if you want to call in, uh, if you don't have a prayer request and you want to share an insight, share a scripture, maybe share a testimony, what you have to share and say may be an encouragement to somebody who's listening. So we're going to go to our musical interlude. And when we return, if you so choose to call in with a prayer request or an insight or a word of encouragement, We encourage you to play an active part in this ministry by calling in. We would love to hear from you. So we will go into our musical interlude, and then we shall be right back with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. We do have some prayer requests which have come in, and we will present them before the throne of grace, lifting these young people up in prayer for the salvation of their souls and their deliverance. So we will see you in a few moments with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Master, may I be so honest Could I admit the way I feel I'm hurting, and it seems that you've forsaken me. I wonder, is your love for me still real? Though my friends think I am happy, unaffected by this trial, they can't see the pain I'm hiding just underneath this
heart, not as close anymore. There's nothing you can do that He will not forgive. Bring it to the cross and let it die so you can to you. 
That's why I'll serve you, oh Lord. Cause I was made to exhibit you, to display all your glory, to be a reflection of you. I will live my life to serve you. I will always see your face. I know I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Please daily renew me, Lord, that I may be a reflection of you. Be a reflection of you. Okay, we are back on the air with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I hope those musical numbers were an encouragement and a strengthening to you. During our interlude, I was uh, talking to Brother Jamie. We were sharing our some of our insights um, and talking about some of the reasons why. Uh, I mean, we have prodigal sons and daughters, and our prodigal sons and daughters may have different objections. There are different reasons why. Some of them don't even want to come to church. Other times, they may not even want to listen to, talk about the Bible, the things of God. Some have just a mild disinterest. Others have a, a tremendous animosity, a hostility. And we were discussing several of the reasons why perhaps uh, young people, our prodigal sons and daughters, are prodigal sons and daughters. There's a reason why. They don't want to listen to the word of God. They don't want to come to church. Certainly, the enemy's hand and hold on them is a tremendous factor. Book of Romans describes that the enemy has blinded their eyes to the truth so that they won't see the truth and listen to it or respond to it. But there are a few things, a few factors, which we talked about why our prodigals are prodigals. One reason, perhaps, is that Christians are viewed as being extremely judgmental in, in our desire to see them saved. We may be coming down a little bit too hard on them or appear to be very judgmental on that. Jamie, what do you have to say about that? No, I, I agree with that. And um, when we had Brother G and Brother Keith on mm. um, during their interviews, which were powerful and a huge encouragement to me personally, um, I got to thank both of those brothers because mm. it, it's been tough. You know, it's it's been our desire for a long time to see our children and, and praying that tough prayer that God do whatever it takes yes. to bring them back into the fold. But to hear those young men talk and specifically i think both of them had stated um you know beyond uh you know a parent should be walking the talk um and we had talked about this as well mm -hmm. it, it, it there comes a time where you just need to love on your children right right and 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 you you live your life and show them the love of god but love on your children you're not going to bring them to the cross, kicking and screaming. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't do that to us, mm -hmm. right? You're not going to do it. You're not going to bring them to the cross, beating them over the head with the Bible. Um, you pray for them um, in earnest and sometimes in quietness and in private, yes. um, but you love on them in mm -hmm. public. And and these are your gift from God, and they should know this, and they should understand this. And yeah, um, both those brothers had stated it and it just confirmed something that, you know, we had even talked mm -hmm. about and something that I try to, you know, express to my children, just how much I love them. Right. Right. In terms of being too judgmental, no, I, nobody wants to get hit over the head with a leather bound Thompson train reference Bible. <laughs> so a second uh, factor is that Christians are viewed as being intolerant that we uh, are not open to other opinions. It's uh, our way or the highway. It's it's kind of like uh, you know being very close-minded. I mean, you know, the intolerance is a big thing too. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know we can listen to and and have discussion. The Bible is the truth, and God's word yes. is the truth, and we stand on that truth. Um, 
but we should never discourage conversation. Yes. Like, good Lord, why would we ever do that? We, we need opportunity to talk and live our life in front of our children. Any chance we have to share the word with them, uh, you know, when your daughter asks for a Bible study, mm. and even if she wants to have some sort of a debate, that's your opportunity, you know, to share the word with her. And, um, you know, yeah, any chance we get, we should be, you know, willing to talk and discuss. Now, yes. And all that being uh, said, we don't waver on our beliefs. Mm. We don't compromise just like Jesus didn't. We don't affirm anything that is ungodly, but we should be willing to have conversations and tough conversations with our children and our loved ones. Exactly. Definitely. You know, there are two other reasons, uh, and I think these are really, really big ones. One is hypocrisy. Yeah. Even my own daughter, uh, many, I hear this a lot from a lot of young people, millennials, I guess what we're talking about as well. Um, hypocrisy in the church, who would want to be a part of a farce? They see televangelists, they see ostentatious living, they see Cadillacs and mansions and and all kinds of things, uh, the inconsistencies in, in lifestyles, yeah. in terms of the money, maybe perhaps a a significant religious leader or Christian has fallen from grace sexually, and something has happened. And next thing you know, the uh, prodigal sons and daughters are laughing. The enemy is laughing, and they're saying, well, wait a second, is, is this something that I want to be a part of? The, the hypocrisy in the church is a big thing. Right. You know, and, and I often say, um, when I look at the world and the conditions that it's in now, the church is to blame. You know, when we stop being the standard, when we yes. start using the world to try and draw the world, I still haven't found that part in the Bible yet, by right. the way, mm -hmm. you know, um, but walking our talk, living the life. And this is also the era of man to look towards man. Right, right. <laughs> instead of looking towards Christ. Right. You know, the perfect example was sent uh, there for us and he had no fault and died for us. Yet mm. while we were yet in our sins. Christ. 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 Right. You know, uh, it's horrific, interesting because yeah. we're not we're not denying there are hypocrites. No, there are. There are. And but you know, we're not to keep our eyes uh, you know on the failures of others. Your uh, one's walk with Christ is a very deeply personal thing yeah. and you shouldn't be looking at the hypocrites. Look at Christ. Yes. Focus on him. Because in the end, the word of God does say that we'll all stand before the Lord and give an account of our lives. You won't be standing before anybody else. The only person you have to answer to is Christ himself. So, but uh, there are hypocrites in the church, but, you know, we need to continue to pray that the enemy would not make our young people bitter. And pray for those. And pray for those. Yeah. That's and right. Especially those in leadership. You know, we should be praying for them daily. Yes. Um, that they don't fall. Because we are all men. We are yes. all at fault. We should be looking to the faultless one, for example. Right? Exactly. And so that's that. Uh, <laughs> it's just, the, again, the error man to look at man and judge God by man's. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, don't, look at, don't look at the faulty. Look at the faultless one. Right. Yeah. Which you know, is Christ it, himself. He's the master. He's, he's the, the master. faultless That's one, right. right? We're the aired copy. You know, one, one last thing, of course, uh, there have been many people who have been hurt by the church. Maybe, had, maybe they were involved in a church and had a bad experience uh, for whatever reason. That's unfortunate that this kind of thing happens. You would not think it happens, but it does happen in churches. Yeah. But it, and the reason it happens is because I think pastor said it yesterday, mm. it, it, you know, you don't expect it from those that are close to you, the, your brethren, right. That hurt to come there. The, uh, the deception, um, yeah, from your enemy, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't bother you because you expected it there. Exactly. Right? That's but, right. But again, we're all human. We all err. Um, I have to repent daily. Mm. You know, we all do, you know, we're, I'm not foolish enough, uh, to think that I don't, you know, and, um, yeah, we just pray for our brethren. Yes. That's, that's what we got to do. 
Well, speaking of prayer, it's that time. Uh, we do have several prayer requests that we are going to be lifting up in prayer. And, and a few of these are ones that we pray for every week. We do have a new prayer request. So our first request, I'm going to be praying for uh, Angelica, the young lady that we pray for every week. Mm. And the enemy has her bound in chains to whatever lifestyle or whatever vices that she's in bondage to. And every week, uh, we lift Angelica up in prayer, and we will continue to lift her up in prayer. So let's us touch and agree in prayer for this young lady, Angelica. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord God, we just lift up. We thank you, and we praise you for our salvation. We thank you for our cleansing. And we ask you, Lord God, to just look upon us. We come before you humbly, asking for forgiveness of anything that we may have said or done that will hinder our prayers and interfere in our relationship and our walk with you, Lord God. We want to come before you with clean hands and a pure heart. Who may ascend unto your hill, Lord God? Your word says those with a clean hands and a pure heart. We ask at the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ, remove any sin from our lives, anything that we may have said, thought, anything we may have done, any attitude we may have had, and you cleanse us and forgive us, Lord God. We lift up this young lady, Angelica, Heavenly Father. You see where she is. You see what's happening in her life, what's going on, the bondage that she is in, Lord God, mentally, emotionally, in any other way, Lord God. Maybe it's addiction. We don't know, Lord God, but you know the details. You have the facts, Lord God. We lift Angelica up to you, and we pray for her salvation, Lord God, that you begin a mighty work in her life. You've already begun it, Lord God. We, we know that you're moving your own way, and in your own time, in your own method, Lord God. We commit her into your hands, that you save her, give her no rest, Lord God, let the word of God get to her, Lord God. Let your word fall on good ground. It could be a Christian song that she'll listen to, maybe a gospel track that somebody will give to her that she'll read. Maybe someone will witness to her personally, whatever. It could be a dream, Lord God, that you'll give her, touch her heart. It could be a circumstance like Paul went through, a Damascus Road experience. You may have to knock her off her horse, Lord God. Whatever way you choose, in your timing, Lord God, we commit Angelica to you. We pray for her deliverance from whatever she's in bondage to, Lord God. We come against the works of the enemy that have her bound. We enter the enemy's camp right now in the name of Jesus, and we proclaim freedom, deliverance, liberty for Angelica, Lord God, for whatever she is in bondage to. We rebuke the power of the enemy. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Angelica is free. Yes. Her salvation is coming if it has not already come. And we proclaim freedom for Angelica. Lord God, touch her heart and touch her mind. Deliverance and salvation is here, Lord God, for Angelica. We believe you for it. We trust you for it. We pray for her family, which is lifting her up in prayer. Give them strength perseverance, and encouragement. If their hands are growing faint from prayer, lift up their hands. If their knees are becoming weak, Lord God, help them to continue to stay humbly before you in prayer and supplication. Encourage their hearts when they're feeling down. When the enemy, the Assyrian commander, is whispering in their ears that there are overwhelming odds, Angelica will not get saved. We rebuke that voice in the name of Jesus. Lord God, you are our hope, yes. Heavenly Father. We trust you with Angelica's salvation and her soul, and we thank you, for we know it's coming, it's in the works, Lord God. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask my brother Jamie to pray for his daughter. Thank God for China and Alexa's salvation. <clears throat> and so I'm going to ask my brother to lift his daughter and her friend up in prayer. Father God, Lord, I thank and praise you, Lord. I thank you for the work that you've done in their lives, Father God, Lord, for bringing them back into the fold, Father God, for yes. drawing them, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the work that you're continuing to do, Father God, for we know that now the race has started and we must all press forward. We won't give up. We won't back down. We won't stop praying for them. We pray for encouragement and strength and 
faith, Father God, Lord. We, we pray that you would lift them up and encourage them and show them who you are each and every day, Lord. Increase their faith, Father God, Lord. Put men and women of God in their path that will also encourage them, Father God. We know how important it is to be with the brethren, uh, the iron that sharpens iron. Father God, you made us social beings, Lord. This is why the devil tried to close the churches during this pandemic to keep us away from each other, Father God. Lord, put men, mighty men and women of God in their path to encourage them, to lift them up, to help them, to guide them, to, to, to pray with them and to study with them, Father God, Lord, because we know that their testimonies, Father God, Lord, and I thank you for their testimonies right now. Mm. Their testimonies are powerful and will be powerful to the saving of those that are on, in the same kind of dilemma that they were in. And we pray right now that you would just continue to lift them up in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 We have a request that came in. A mother is requesting prayer for her daughter. Her daughter's name is Jasmine. And Jasmine is going through a mental crisis of suicidal thoughts and anxiety. And the enemy is the author mm. of these thoughts, Lord God. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But we are not going to let that happen to Jasmine. We're going to lift her up in prayer and proclaim salvation, deliverance, and freedom yeah. for Jasmine. Please join me in this prayer for this young woman. Father, we just lift up this young woman, Jasmine, yes. Lord God. And you see the enemy's attacks on her mind to do herself in, to kill herself, maybe through depression or low self-esteem, Lord God. Right now, we lift Jasmine up to you, Lord God, in prayer. We rebuke the enemy and his works in putting these thoughts into this young woman's mind. Evil thoughts, thoughts of self-harm, of low self-esteem. Your word says, Lord God, that you, that you made us wonderfully and fearfully made. Jasmine is a precious young woman. She's important. She's important to you, Lord God. You love her, and we lift her up in prayer, Heavenly Father. We pray, Lord God, that whatever it is she's going through, that you work in her mind, work in her soul, work in her spirit, Lord God. We rebuke these demons of low self-esteem, yes. of anxiety, Lord God. Whatever's causing these thoughts, Lord God, it could be a physical air. We don't know, Lord God, but you know all things, Heavenly Father. Bring healing to her mind, healing to her soul, healing to her emotions, Lord God. Father, let your Holy Spirit penetrate her innermost being right now, Lord God. We pray for Jasmine's deliverance from these spirits, these this low self-esteem, these feelings of wanting to harm herself. We, we pray for deliverance, Lord God. We pray for her salvation, Heavenly Father, that you bring her to the foot of the cross, Lord God. You love her. You want to fill her with your Holy Spirit. She is precious to you, Lord God. Let her know that you love her, Lord God. Give her a strong sense of your presence. Whatever vehicle you choose to use, again, Lord God, maybe a song or maybe a dream, maybe the soft voice of the Holy Spirit, maybe somebody witnessing to her, Lord God. Speak to Jasmine, Lord God. Speak to her heart. Yes. Speak to her mind. Speak to her, her soul, Lord. Save her. Sanctify her. Make her into the woman you want her to be. Deliver her from what's holding her in bondage. We proclaim freedom for Jasmine. We proclaim salvation for her, Lord God. We thank you for this young woman. Love on her. Bless her. Yes. Deliver her. Save her. We pray for her family, her mother, who is so burdened for her that you encourage her mother's heart. Yes. Heavenly Father, let your Holy Spirit give inner strength to her mother that she would continue to pray and not feel down as the enemy may want the mother to feel down and out or be worried about her or be anxious, Lord. Your word says to be anxious for nothing, but by everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let our request be made known to you and the peace of God shall guard our heart and mind. Let your peace guard the heart of this mom as she makes this request to you. And we all thank you for this young woman's deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name, Lord, amen. 
Our final request every week is for this young man, Edgar, the son, the adult son of a lovely couple at sole purpose, uh, uh, mom and dad praying for Edgar. Let's lift up Edgar in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you first and foremost, Lord God, that you've answered a prayer that we've been praying for Edgar. You brought him to church. Heavenly, we were praying that you would touch his heart and give him a desire to come to church, Lord God, when he didn't want to show up for whatever reason, Lord, maybe he was too busy or had no interest. You intervened. You touched his heart and his mind and brought him to the place where he would want to come to church, and he did come. Now, Lord, we pray again that you put that same burden in him again to come to the house of God, to hear the word of God, so he can be touched by the Spirit of God. Father, we pray for Edgar's salvation, that you open up his eyes to the lifestyle that he's living. It's an empty lifestyle. It has no meaning, Lord God. Give Edgar no peace until he surrenders his life to you, Heavenly Father. Speak to him in a mighty way, Lord God. It may be necessary to knock him off a horse like a Damascus Road experience. You have your own method. You know what it will take to bring someone to the foot of the cross, to break someone. And so we commit Edgar into your hands. You know what you're doing. We trust you completely, Heavenly Father, with Edgar's salvation and deliverance. We pray for his young daughter, that you put a hedge of protection around her, Lord God, that no spirits, nothing befall her, Lord God. Protect this child. Be a hedge of protection around her. Angels, a battalion of angels intervening in the lives of this young child and her father. Burden this dad to come to church. Touch his heart and soul and mind. Let him see his need for you, the emptiness of his life, and the fullness of accepting you as his Lord and Savior. We thank you for his salvation. We thank you for how you've been answering prayer. You're moving now, even as we speak. Yes. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. We thank you for Edgar's deliverance and salvation. And we pray that you encourage Edgar's parents. Help them not to grow faint or weak, or discouraged, but continue to trust you, Lord God, in this matter. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we've reached the one-hour mark of our time together, and I just want to thank my brother Jamie for coming on the air with me. We may have to come on the air again next week. Maybe. You never know. Maybe, but as the Lord leads. As the Lord leads. And again, uh, we are fasting starting today up until next Thursday from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And this is not just a fast to lose weight. This is uh, not a fast to lose weight for that matter. It may result in that, but okay. this is a fast to break the yoke. Yes. In Scripture, there was an instance when the disciples asked the Lord, why were they ineffective in dealing with a evil spirit? And Jesus said, this kind only comes out by prayer and fasting. And we are praying and fasting for a week's time from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we are devoting ourselves to prayer, supplication, and petition, and intercession for our prodigal sons and daughters, your prodigal sons and daughters. For the entire week, we are praying and fasting and just lifting up before the throne of grace. So if the Lord leads you to, join us in this fast, please as we pray for our unsaved and wayward sons and daughters. Well, the next time we'll be on the air will be next Thursday, November 10th. But until that time, I pray that the Lord's blessing was on you during this podcast and that ironing was sharpening iron. Brother Jimmy, you have any closing thoughts? Just one thing uh, for those that are dealing with uh, issues of self-esteem or self-worth, mm. right? You were worthy of Christ's death, right? Yes. Christ came down to earth, humbled himself, and died a horrific death for you and for me yes. while we were yet in our sin. Mm. That is how much you are worth. So never doubt that. We should never feel um, any issues of self-worth because God loves us yes. that much. Mm. Yes. Praise God. Thank you for that insight. An important insight to remember. You are wonderfully and fearfully yes. made. God loves you. And don't listen to what the enemy says or what anyone else says. You are precious to God. Amen. He gave his life for you, and he wants to see you come to him. Mm -hmm. 
Until November 10th, our next podcast at 7 p.m., I want to encourage all of you. I thank you for tuning in. But until the next time we're back on the air, continue steadfast in prayer, being watchful therein. And most importantly, keep your eyes on the road. Your prodigal will be on it. God bless you and have a good night.